Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. We've made it to Wednesday. It is Wednesday, May the 26th. Uh, Again, wherever you are, however you are, I just hope you know uh, of God's great love for you and uh, God's great nearness to you uh, and his uh, presence within and around you. Uh, We continue uh, through the 10th chapter of Mark's gospel today. I suspect we're going to be in Mark for a while. Um, You know, I don't know how long, can't say. But uh, at least for the time being, that's where we are as we move through this ordinary time, this eighth week of ordinary time. So today we'll break open Mark chapter 10, verses 32 to 45. So we'll pick up immediately following yesterday's gospel. So let's uh, break open God's Word, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The disciples were on the way, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus went ahead of them. They were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. Taking the twelve aside again, he began to tell them what was going to happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him, spit upon him, scourge him, and put him to death. But after three days he will rise. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, We want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. He replied, What do you wish me to do for you? They answered him, Grant that in your glory we may sit one at your right and the other at your left. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, We can. Jesus said to them, The chalice that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right or at my left is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at James and John. Jesus summoned them and said, You know that those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So today we celebrate a feast day as well. Today is the feast of St. Philip Neri. And I'll take a couple of minutes at the end and talk about Philip. Uh, It's really, gosh, he was just, you know, again, what little I know. Uh, You know, just a good, a good man. A couple of things I guess I want to point out in this. So remember, we're picking up immediately upon uh, the, the Gospels from the last two days. Two days ago, what was it? The rich young ruler came. Remember that? Uh, Lord, what must I do to inherit, possess, you know, gain eternal life? 
you know, uh, follow the commandments, done that, uh, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, you went away sad. And Jesus, because he has many possessions, and Jesus said to him, uh, said to the disciples, it's hard for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. You know, and, and they were like, ah, but who can be saved? And Jesus said, nothing is impossible for, for God. You know, the camel and needle idea. Then yesterday, picking right up on that, Peter said, well, we've given up everything for you, right? We've done it all. And Jesus said, hey, anybody who's given up won't gain it a hundred times more. And persecution beside. Uh, but ultimately, many who are last shall be first, and the first shall be last. So that idea was already there, and he picks up on it immediately here in this. Uh, that same phrase. In fact, one could argue that he ends today's gospel, right? Almost with the same quote that he used for yesterday's gospel. Um, that, uh, that idea of uh, many who are first, who we think are first now, they're not first, not in the economy of God, in our economy, in our eyes, in, in, the, in the eyes of the world. Uh, um, that's, that's what it looks like in the systems of the world, celebrity and fame and riches. Uh, but not in the eyes of God, because those people who are last, those people who are on the fringes, those people who we feel are rejected, they're going to be first. They're going to be first. And so he reminds us of that today. But before we get to that, just a couple of things that I think are brilliant here. And they're tucked away, and I just love how the Spirit says them. And I don't think they're meant to be, uh, you know, uh, studied upon in their simplicity, but I love them. And the first is simply this first line in, in the gospel. The disciples were on the way, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus went ahead of them. Yeah. Isn't, I mean, that, that's, that's your reflection right there. It could be, right? We're all on the way, right? Going up to Jerusalem, that's our, that's our journey. That's our pilgrimage. That's our life. Because we're all headed to Jerusalem, headed to that place where, where death awaits us. And we are moving on the way. But not only does death await us there, right? Right? Resurrection awaits us there too. And the whole idea is, how are we preparing for that? Because Jesus was, and Jesus was ready when he got there. He was able to love in the midst of it and not transmit that anger and that terrible uh, oppression that, that with which he was treated. Uh, and, and, you know, he shares what it's going to look like and by whom, the religious leaders and by the leaders of the Gentiles. Uh, but he doesn't transmit that anger and that hurt and that, that pain back to other people. He transforms it and, and is able to love in the midst of it. Well, that's not just a, a good day because he had a good cup of coffee in the morning. That's, that's years of spiritual work, right? That's years of preparing and moving on the way to Jerusalem. And that's what we have now. And why? Because Jesus went ahead of them. Jesus went ahead of them. We're following him. That's the story. And, uh, and we're not in front. We're not the one directing the, the course. We follow Christ. What did it look like when he went up to Jerusalem? Well, that's what it's going to look like for us. And as long as we stay following him, we're going in the right direction and we're learning the right lessons that we need to learn for when we arrive in Jerusalem. Uh, and then, of course, you know, so he says a little bit about the passion. Then, then we get the exact opposite. What does it look like? Well, it looks like James and John. 
the sons of Zebedee. You know, it's, it's uh, in Matthew's gospel, Matthew softens it a little bit. Oh, how great that we're mowing the lawn right out, outside the window here. Of course we are um, as I do this. Um, but uh, Matthew softens it a bit and has the mother of James and John coming up and asking, not in this one, in this one, Mark, again, which is thought to be the first one, James and John approach him. And do they say, hey, we're following behind you. Hey, you're leading us. This is all good. No, no. Here's what they say. Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. <laughs> Is something wrong with this picture? Uh, tail meet dog. Tail wag and, and, you know, wag the dog. I mean, this is just silly. Teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask of you. Silly here reading in the gospel, isn't it? How many times do we do that? Oh, yeah, we do it too. <laughs> Lord, please do this for me. Lord, would you do this? <laughs> I mean, gosh, I do it all the time. And, and how instead do we learn in our prayer to just put something before God and say, God, I'm struggling. Here's the issue. And, and, and here's where I'm hoping it goes. But I don't know. And you know better than I. Here's the issue. Um, and how do we surrender to that? How do we surrender again so we're following Jesus and not us ahead of Jesus and saying, we, we want you to follow me? Easy, easy, easy to slip into. And, and I think that's our spiritual, I mean, that's a discipline, isn't it? Who is following whom um, in, in this? And of course, they want to sit, one at the right and one at the left. Uh, and, and remember, you know, when you come in your glory, which again, we talked about what glory means. Gosh, two, three weeks ago for John, book of signs, book of glory. Glory is not just the, uh, the heavenly kingdom. Glory is uh, accepting God's will and being able to love in the midst of our pain and passion. Uh, and Jesus does that. And so who's going to be on his left and his right in his glory? Well, it's going to be the two criminals. We know that. And that's, that's picked out for him. Um, but, but they're not asking that. They want to sit. They, they, for James and John, it's about who's seated at the right hand and his left hand when he is the, the, um, the Messiah, the, not only in the kingdom of God, but sitting on the throne of David in Israel. And, and they would be the princes, per se. What they are asking about is power. And that really gets at the essence of what this gospel is. It's about power and about control. You know, brothers and sisters, you don't need another sermon or reflection about power and control. You've heard them before. You've heard me before. The bottom line is we know. I don't know what I just said there. The bottom line, let me say it that way. The bottom line is we know that... Um, that our, our lives, our spiritual lives, what our God invites us to is not about power. I mean, Jesus even references it at the end here. He says, listen, you know, you know uh, that those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones make their authority felt over them. That's what power and control looked like back then. It's what power and control looks like now. We know that. That's about lording over. It's about control. It's about security. It's about all those things. And Jesus says, no, no. If anyone wants to be great among you, you will be their servant. Whoever wishes to be first must be the slave of all. My friends, can you imagine, just for a moment, if we as a church, 
and I'm not just singling out the, the Catholic Church, I mean we as a people, a body of believers, if we would really embrace this teaching, and I include myself in this too, there's no judgment in this question, can you imagine if we really would embrace this? What 2,000 years of history in our church would look like instead of what it has looked like. I think truth is we go through um, ebbs and flows. Uh, I think every one of us would look at, at Francis of Assisi and say, ah, that's what it looks like in our best days. How, brothers and sisters, do we not grasp for power and control over a situation, over an entity, over a, 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 a company, over a, a church, over a family, over a, a relationship, uh, over children, whatever. How do, we, how do we not seek for that? But how do we allow ourselves instead uh, to be the servant, to be the last? Mm-hmm. I, Jesus keeps coming back to it. Brothers and sisters, it's not an easy task. Why? Uh, why bring it up? Because we're on our way to Jerusalem. Because we're on our way. And, and that's part of what we practice on the way. If we want to be followers of Jesus, who really are, he's, he's going ahead of us and we're following behind him. Yeah, this is one of the things we've got to work on, is saying, I, it's not about me. It's not about me being in charge, me being glorified, me being on top of whatever and in whatever situation that is. But how do I allow myself um, to be the servant of all? In, in whatever this circumstance invites me to. Boy, oh boy, that takes a lot of practice on the way, and that takes the presence of the Spirit. Praise God for Pentecost, uh, because that's where we get to practice over and over and over again. James and John, yesterday was Peter, right? His question was our question. Today, James and John, their question is ours. It's, it's a human truth, and, and it is real. And I appreciate all of them because they're naming who we are and they're putting a mirror up to us. That's okay. It's okay to honor that and say that because it's real. And so how do we now on our journey to Jerusalem continue to practice and open ourselves to be more like Christ who is ahead of us? Let's talk about Philip Neary just for a minute. Lived, um, so he was born in 1515, so early 16th century. Why is that important? Because Martin Luther, of course, uh, nailed his uh, 95 thesis to the door uh, in a church in Wittenberg in 1517, which began the Reformation. So that he grew up in a time of upheaval within Europe, within the church. Actually, he grew up in Florence, very, uh, uh, had, had business opportunities, very uh, intelligent man in front of him, but he chose instead to give his life to God. Uh, uh, at a very early age, young age, went to Rome uh, from Florence decided not to be uh, ordained after three years of study in philosophy and theology, thought that's not who he was, and instead uh, established an incredibly popular, and I mean, I use that word distinctly, popular lay apostolate within the church, one of the first ones the church had ever seen. Uh, and so this is 16th century. And, uh, and then later on in his life, uh, I want to say uh, late 20s, early 30s, at the urging of his confessor, he did get ordained, became an incredible confessor himself. 
and, and he became popular, and, and this is what I was reading today, not only among the cardinals in the church, in the midst of what then was the Counter-Reformation, right? 20, 30 years after the Reformation, when the Council of Trent began in 1845 and went on for 18, 20 years. Um, he became popular not only among the cardinals who were gathering for the Council of Trent, but among the beggars in Rome. Uh, people knew him and were attracted to him. Because why? Because two things. He was humble, and he was fun. He, he was quick with a joke. He was quick-witted. Uh, one of his gifts was gaiety. He was jovial. And, uh, and that was his ministry to the church. He wasn't a high thinker. He didn't contribute to the Council of Trent and say, this is the theology of the church now and the ecclesiology, and this is where we need to go. What he did was in his simple holiness, which is humility and jovial joviality that's not a word is it gaiety in his in his gaiety and his humility um he invited others to see what holiness looked like and he if if i can use that word converted those who were at the council of trent into being more holy people and then they did the work that they needed to do he was simply a good and simple man who was himself uh, and, and who he was, was pure and lovable and, uh, and wise and holy. Uh, if we could all be so comfortable in our own skin as Philip Neri was. Um, died uh, late 16th century, I want to say 1595, so lived to be 80 years old. And was beatified within 20 years and in under 30 years canonized. Which shows that everybody around him saw and knew of his holiness if he was beatified and canonized that quickly. And again, didn't have to study scripture and know everything about it. He wasn't a new St. Jerome. He wasn't a St. Ambrose in, in, in his philosophical thinking. Uh, he was simply a humble man and, and a, a clever and quick and happy, jovial man. Those are things we can do, right? You bet. Let's pray. And so uh, let's just uh, trust our God and, and bring whatever's going on in our hearts today to him as we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The third sorrowful mystery, the crowning of thorns. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Philip Neri, pray for us. My friends, have the best Wednesday, and we'll see you again tomorrow as we break open God's word once again. God's peace.